This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast designed and produced specifically for Florida small business owners and entrepreneurs. Small Biz Florida, talk that works for Florida. This podcast is supported by the Florida SBDC Network, providing the tools, strategies, and expertise to help Florida's business community thrive. Visit the Florida SBDC online at www.floridasbdc.org or contact your local office and get started on your path to success today. This is Small Biz Florida, the podcast and broadcast. It's all things business across the state of Florida and the Treasure Coast. And I'm telling you, Small Biz Florida, again, we're not so much on the move. We're right here at our home base, but a lot happening right here. We are covering the... um, the first uh, meeting of what is called the National Electric Vehicle Consortium, uh, Indian River State College, uh, under the direction of, of our president, Dr. Moore, and, um, and Dr. Kevin Cooper received an NSF grant to create this consortium to bring together uh, experienced uh, industry leaders in the area of electric vehicles and, and all that entails. Uh, bring this group together to, 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 to talk about where the industry is moving, create some training curriculum, create some certifications in this area. So really an incredible program happening right here along the Treasure Coast that really has implications for all of Florida. And um, we're talking to some of the folks that have uh, that have attended and are part of this consortium. And I've got one of those folks with me right now. It is Christopher uh, Anastasia. Did I get close? Anastasia, close. Anastasia. Take the A off the end. You're okay. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. Um, You are with a uh, very innovative company. It's. I'm telling you, learning a lot today. Uh, You are with a company called Juice Bar Chargers, and you're you're a company that actually manufactures those chargers that we see out there in the parking lots. Yes, sir. We do. We manufacture uh, based out of Connecticut, just outside of Norwalk, Connecticut. Wow. Yep. So, uh, as we always do, start us with a little bit of uh, background on yourself and kind of your pathway to Juice Bar and, okay. and to today's uh, consortium meeting. Okay. So, um, I had been in the HVAC industry for 17 years, uh, in starting in my mid-20s. I'm uh, 51 now. Can't believe I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I am. Wait, yeah, wait till you're 58. <laughs> yeah, Thanks. Yeah. Um, so, I started in that industry uh, for 17 years as a sales rep. Rep, as a distribution rep, and then I got into being a regional manager. So for probably the second half of my career, I was a regional manager for boilers and water heater manufacturers. Um, and then from there, um, I moved back home. I used to live in Atlanta, Georgia for a good eight years. Uh, and then I moved back home and I got into LED lighting. So in the past 10 plus years, I'd been that space. Uh, I started off uh, with a company in Connecticut. Uh, they're still in Connecticut, doing very well. And uh, I, pe- I spearheaded... Um, LED lighting in school districts through co-op programs. Nice. So we went from about a $3 million sales company to about $30 million wow. in four to five years. So the, what I did is I got into New Jersey. I started talking to the school districts. Uh, a couple of school districts kind of gave me a little insight on how to get into the co-op programs. So they had zero LED lighting in those programs at the time. So I spoke to them in detail. They said, okay, let's put this in as an option. From that point, it went from selling a classroom or maybe a gymnasium to full million-dollar school districts almost overnight. Uh, we were working with all the biggest ESCO companies out there, and they were buying charges direct, uh, Sorry, buying lighting directly from us. Um, and, of course, they purchased them for the school. So from that point, um, I, uh, moved back, uh, I moved back down to Florida, and I picked up with Juice Bar uh, in last November. So I've been with them for eight or nine months now. 
Um, right now, I have uh, one of the largest sales in company history, uh, which is worth a couple million dollars uh, for um, an energy company that does a lot of work in government, government housing. Nice. Uh, or I'm also working on another project up in Lake Nona in Orlando, uh, where we're probably going to be about two to 3,000 chargers over the next five to eight years installing in uh, the Lake Nona area for our, our customer. So that's probably going to be one of the, probably the largest c- contract we're going to ever have. Wow. Yeah. So that's it. It's got to be interesting to be in a market and to, and to be manufacturing a product that is really so, uh, you know, f- kind of far out there and advanced. I mean, you you don't even really know where this thing's going at this point. Uh, but somebody has to build, build these chargers, right? I mean, Correct. somebody's got to do it because, and, and you, before we went on, you, you, you uh, talked about some stats about EV car sales. Mm-hmm. Give us those stats again. Yep. Uh, so in the first quarter this year, okay, um, we've had an influx of about 5.6% of all new car sales have been electric cars. Wow. Um, we've had over 60% new registrations for cars in the same, same time period. 18% down is what the ICE vehicles are, which is internal combustion engine. So we're seeing the, the growth of the uh, EV industry, and of course, a lot of the customers out there are now switching over. Right. I do not have an electric car to date. Uh, my plan is to have one and possibly a hybrid down the road, um, but I want to kind of give myself a little bit more options out there as the cars uh, start to be, become manufactured. Yeah. And you know, work the kings out a little bit too. So right. I've always learned you never buy the first type of the car. You always go down the road <laughs> and buy the second or third variation of it. So, um, But our industry is growing rapidly. Uh, we're seeing a, a lot of positive sales uh, each month and each quarter that we're in business uh, for this year so far. Growth, nonstop growth. So all of our sales reps are constantly uh, making more sales, and we're hitting numbers every month. So again, and it's got to be uh, municipalities, a private industry. They've got it when they hear those stats about EV car sales and the increases. They've got to. They have to be recognizing. Well, you know, we've got to put chargers in. Correct. I mean, private business has to have it for their yep. employees to charge the cars. Yep. Uh, so, kind of, what is talk to us about that motivation for the charger industry? Why would people say we got to have more chargers? Other than the sales, right. which was obvious, but what what's driving that? I think uh, there's a lot of marketing out there. We're seeing in the news every day the Super Bowl, how many ads for electric cars were in this past Super Bowl. So we're seeing an influx of advertising and marketing going on. The infrastructure bill was very important for our industry, right, to get that amount of money. Florida's do $198 million in change over the next five years just for the, uh, for the incentives. So once those hit, we're going to start to see an influx of sales as well in our chargers. Now, of course, the cars as well are going to have more, more sales in cars. So what we're working with, uh, we work with a lot of electricians. So we're working behind the scene with them on how to install a product. We also want to make sure that they, they're a qualified electrician where we have national installers that understand how to put these in. So we're, I get phone calls every day from electricians and people wanting to learn about EVs. So I spend probably 30 minutes to an hour every single day on the phone nonstop with customers or potential customers, educating them on the industry, because a lot of people want to know. So I equate this to the beginning of LED lighting when I first got into it over 10 years ago, where it was an education foundation. So we're at that foundation right now, and in a year from now, we're not going to be doing the education that we do today. So we're And we're coming out with a lot of new new products as the year goes on. Uh, We have 32 amp, 40 amp, 48 amp dual and single units. We have an 80 amp as well, and that's going to become a dual unit uh, probably within the next... In the quarter, first quarter of next year. So. Right. And, and um, 
So obviously, uh, as you know, our uh, our little podcast here is really dedicated to small business, uh, talking about resources, uh, assistance programs, anything that could help a small business owner, entrepreneurship. Um, Obviously, there's going to be opportunities out there for spinoff businesses, uh, entrepreneurial opportunities. Yes. Kind of is that is that a fair statement? It's a fair statement. I definitely have calls from people that want to start a business and how to start that business. Um, I have a, a one one gentleman. He's 18 years old, um, and he. I've had a lot of Zoom calls with him on the side. He just uh, started his company. Uh, his dad is an electrician. His dad is going to start doing the installs. And so behind the scenes, I feel good about helping a youngster out. I, re- I cannot believe I'm saying that a youngster at my age, but <laughs> I'm actually helping this kid right. out, uh, 18 years old, and he's starting now to get more quotes out there to start selling more. So wow. um, for me, you know, he's, he's a local guy based out of actually Alabama, uh, and he wants to start expanding in, in his market. So for us here in Florida, um, you know, I'm... It's been nonstop. There's a lot of people out there that want to start a business. And I try to help them every step of the way. Right. I try to answer all their questions and give them good education. Right. Talk to us about the whole issue of pain for the charging. I guess, again, I don't have an electric car. I'd love to have one. I'm like you. One day I'm going to have one. Yep. Um, but I guess I guess a majority of the chargers that you see out there in the parking lots of, of the Walmarts and the shopping plazas, those are free? There's no charge to connect your car to those? Some some are. Some are free. I've actually seen a few uh, in my neck of the woods in West Palm Beach that I just see uh, basically a 110 plug that people can plug into. Now, there's different levels of chargers. You have level one, which is your household charger. You have level two, which is more your 220-volt uh, uh, charger. Then you have your level three, which is a 480-volt. So you, we have a lot of customers that want to make revenue. They want to make money. How do they go about doing that? Well, there's a network that's built into the charger. Okay? So we load that network in. We test it for probably about two to three weeks to make sure it is a viable connection and everything works before we ship it out. At that point, once it gets shipped, it gets turned on. The networking company will train the customer, and then they will set up the rates and how they're going to charge people. The biggest question I get from customers is, I don't want this parking spot to be just that, a parking spot. I want it to become something that makes me money. So what do I do when that customer is charged up and they don't move their car out of there? It's the biggest question I get. What do I do? And I said, well, the network company has something built in where the customer will get a text message on their phone saying that you're past your 15 or 30 minute grace period. You will now be charged X amount of cents or dollars per minute, whatever that rate may be. At that point, the customer will go back and move their car. So that's becoming the, the most popular question I've gotten. But uh, the networking companies, uh, we, we're getting slammed with phone calls weekly on network companies who want to get in. But wow. we want to make sure that the network works. So right. we're about a six, maybe about a six-month time frame to test all these networks to make sure they work. And so we're not going to put a product out with a network that, not, that doesn't stay on all the time. Okay. We see actually a lot of chargers, or some of our competitors, the network is not staying on 100%. I was uh, doing my uh, presentation in there, and something to, to take note is parking garages. If you're going to do some type of network with a SIM card or some type of Wi-Fi inside a parking garage, chances are you're not going to get a good connection. That's why you'd rather have an Ethernet cable. So we are seeing networks down quite a bit because they don't have that. So I explained to electricians and customers, you need a repeater in there to boost that cell signal. So that's, that's probably the, the, the two things that we get the most. How do I get somebody out of the parking spot, and my, my chargers are down in the parking garage? Why? Okay. And what about, what's the residential element in all of this? 
Okay. So residentially, uh, those chargers are, are lower cost uh, charger, probably six to seven hundred dollars. Um, there's plenty out there. We're actually developing a product called the Cheetah. That's going to be for that residential market. It'll probably be coming out first or second quarter of next year. Uh, it's going to range from 32 to 48 amp as well, and that's going to be a big boost in sales for us. We already have customers who want real, you know, they want to really dig into that product. I mean, uh, thousands of chargers they're saying they're going to buy from us. Right. So that residential market is huge because again, you don't want to charge your car just on 110. It's going to take 10, 12 hours to charge your car. You'd rather have something that's a level two. You want to have a, you know, a licensed electrician install that in your home. Right. Uh, you don't want to just have anybody install because you want to make sure it's, it's properly done the right way. Mm. So that's going to be a humongous marketplace. And I guess the biggest issue in, in this really, if we're going to sell more and we're going to use more electric vehicles, mm. Uh, just like just like there's a gas station on every corner, I yep. can I can drive from here to California and, and not worry about filling my car up. Right. But if I if I venture out in an electric car, I may find myself on the side of the road. Right? Yes. So yes. this network has got to be built out. Right. It's got to be built out faster. Uh, we need to have the incentives uh, out in this marketplace a little quicker. Uh, that's going to help boost the sales. Um, right now, when you look at chargers, I speak to gas station owners quite a bit, and the downside to the level three is that it's a 12-month lead time. So you're paying X amount of money up front, you know, maybe 50% up front, but you're waiting 12 months to get that, and then they've got to get it installed. So that's a long time period. So how do we change that? Um, you know, level two chargers, we're within weeks. You know, we could be six to 12 weeks in our charger for shipments. So, um, you know, but when you're at a gas station, right, you want to get in and get out. Now, I do have customers that have where you can sit down, have a little restaurant. You could sit there a little and sit there. They got a car wash. They do, they do detailing. So those type of customers, they don't really need a level three in that spot. They could do a level two, maybe an 80 amp or a 48 amp because the car is just being detailed for a few hours and they're going to get that top off charge, if you will. Okay. So gas stations, yes, we are constantly talking with gas station owners to try and get more charger sales going. But again, some of them are kind of cringing on the 12 month lead time on level threes. Right. So. Okay. And talk to us just a, a moment about Juice Bar itself. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, these chargers, I think you told me, American-made. Yep. Uh, what's the history of the, the company? And, and give us a little background on Juice Bar. Yep. So back in 2009, our original owners uh, teamed up with BMW Design Works to build the first Juice Bar chargers. Uh, they were probably, I'd say, five to six feet tall. Uh, we actually have a few of them still installed, believe it or not. And that goes back 13 plus years now. So um, one of the questions is, how long does a charger last? Well, I can tell you our chargers are 13 years and counting. Our first chargers are in Hawaii. We have a few, and some chargers are in New York City parking garages. What we, uh, what we found interesting was that our customers didn't want to change out to the new chargers. They take pride in having the first, believe right. it or not. So as long as the network is working, everything is fine, which it is, not a problem. Another thing about our chargers is they don't fade the colors don't fade. Everything has still been working and according uh, from day one. So um, we got taken over by a new company back in 2018, just four years ago. Um, our new ownership and our new board of directors, um, you know, we are really honing in on the marketplace quite a bit. Um, and we're going to keep everything with manufacturing, R&D. Everything is all in Connecticut. So when you're talking lead times and you're talking... Um, the, the channels that we're having delays in right now out in California, very minimal for us. And one of the few people that can say that because we have manufacturing in-house in this country. Okay, nice. How does one uh, how does one start the conversation with you and Juice Bar? How do you find Juice Bar? So you can find us on our website, uh, you know, www.juicebarcharger.com. Uh, we do quite a bit of advertising on LinkedIn. So all of our sales network, we're always sharing um, our advertising and any type of media on, on the social media network. So uh, 
uh, that's probably the best way to find us. And of course, you can always give us a call uh, in our offices, and then at that point, they'll distribute depending on what the territory is, who the customer is going to be. We have Google Ads. Uh, we also have uh, people can get a quick quote right away. We, uh, we've ramped up probably tenfold our advertising dollars, so that way we can have more Google ads. So when you click on electric car chargers and you type it into Google, we're going to be the first ones that pop up. And right there, that's what our customers always tell us. I saw you first. I like the fact that you're American-made. And then the conversation starts going once we speak to them. And I speak to customers every single day. And the important thing for our customers are, to know is we get to you quick within the same day, probably within that first hour we want to get to you and talk to you on the phone when you put that Google ad in, where okay. most people are days and weeks down out of the road. Okay. And how did you, uh, I guess, just uh, how did you get connected to today's event, uh, the, the National Electric Vehicle Consortium here at IRSC? Well, um, our president, Paul Vosper, uh, does know Kevin Cooper. So they were in talks to, uh, to see if we can come down here. And so, um, you know, he, Paul, could not make it due to some you know, illnesses in the family with COVID. But since I live right here in West Palm Beach, they said, hey, just come on up for an hour and spend the entire day with us. So that's kind of how it transpired. Okay. We've been emailing for the past probably a couple of weeks now to get this on. Nice. Well, again, just uh, a, a lot of incredible information here about this whole electric vehicle space and, and what's going on, small business. Business opportunities, entrepreneurship opportunities, yeah. uh, uh, all taking place right here, and a, and, a, and a lot going on in the state of Florida. Yes, and you said there's literally money coming down in the state of Florida yep. to to enhance and grow this the network uh, of chargers and, yep. and EV support. Correct. Now, in my territory, I handle the 12 southeastern states. So when I started adding the math on how much they were getting for, um, from the infrastructure bill, in the next five years, it will be a little bit over $1 billion wow. into this territory. So to get $198 million that's coming into this, this state here in Florida is tremendous. Wow. And that's all for EV chargers. So we just have to find out a little bit more information about how that's going to go about. I do know that the level three chargers have to be within a mile of the exit in order to get uh, the, uh, the money appropriated okay. for them. Um, now, how they're going to be doing level twos, we do not know that just yet. But we're working on grants with our customers to see nice. if there's any type of money that we can find to them. We're very active behind the scenes trying to help our customers get as much money as we can. Okay. It is uh, Christopher Anastasia. Uh, Anastasi. Anastasi. Yep. Tom uh, will get it right before I'll get we're it done. Right. I'll, yes, I'll, <laughs> sure. I'll get it right as soon as we're done with the segment. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Um, and he is with a, uh, a company called Juice Bar Charger. You can find him at www.juicebarcharger.com. And uh, it's, it's all about building the uh, infrastructure here in Florida? Correct. And we're always here to help. I think okay. that's the one thing I explain to my customers is that my phone is always on. I do have customers that text me and call me over the weekend. I do answer the phone. I reply back. So I'm here to help 24 I, I will not call you over the weekend, <laughs> Thank Christopher. You. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Thank you. I'll wait until Monday, Monday morning. Uh, Christopher, listen, thank you for your time. Thank you for bringing your expertise uh, and your company's resources to what is really a very innovative event here today at Indian River State College. I appreciate the time. It's an honor to be sitting with you and helping uh, you know educate the masses out there. And if there's any questions, people can contact me and contact our company, and we're always here to help. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. This is uh, Tom Kindred. This is Small Biz Florida, and we are here at the National Electric Vehicle Consortium meeting. It is a uh, National Science Foundation-funded organization uh, to talk about all things electric vehicles uh, going on, not just here in Florida, but across the country. So, uh, again, Christopher, thanks for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Stay tuned. We're going to come uh, come with you, uh, come with more to uh, about electric vehicles and what's going on right here from uh, Indian River State College. This is Small Biz Florida. This has been Small Biz Florida. 
created and produced by the Florida Small Business Development Center at Indian River State College. Your host for Small Biz Florida is Tom Kindred. Partners for Small Biz Florida include WPSL and WSTU and Indian River State College, named the 2019 winner of the Aspen Prize for Community College Excellence.